Hello and welcome back to the Traumatised Pineapple Podcast. I am Adam, you can find me at my blog, littlethingsandpassingclouds.wordpress.com. Hello, I am Sam, you can find my blog site at www.hisamsays.wordpress.com. And I'm Taylor, uh, or Incubedoodle, whatever you want to call me, and you can find me having a panic attack in the middle of Vauxhall train station. I did not have a fun day yesterday. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> also, not a train station I've ever been to. Yeah, me neither, and that's kind of no. why I had a bit of a yeah. threw a bit of a wobbly because I was, you know, when you Google train routes and then it tells you like you need to be at this platform and here, and it was a Sunday yeah. and I think everything was running a bit off kilter. Ah. So uh, I got to Vauxhall train station and it said I needed to get to Surbiton, but there were no like trains to Surbiton, and it's just ah. like uh, 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 and I had to figure out loads of stuff, and then. I've- that just got quite annoying. <laughs> I, I have, I have I, um, many train stories. Um, I only have one. I was, I'll, go, I'll go first. I'll get rid of the, get my one out of the way. But um, I was taking one. the train oh. back to from Dover over the um, on a Sunday again. Yeah. So I had to. It said I had to take a train from one station to another station, and then another train from that station to another station. But the 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 middle station I didn't have to get off I had to just stay on the same train so I I, did, I got out I looked at my phone I realized the train that I just got off was actually the same the train I meant to be oh, on no. so I was like oh, oh no. on the train again oh, guys, actually, so luckily I, I, I didn't one. miss it luckily but... oh you've just reminded me of another train story that I only have oh, remember because tell your years best ago. train story my two best train stories are well, one is an awful story. It shall be referred to as uh, the reason I don't, uh, <laughs> the reason I haven't been to Clapham Junction since. Um, oh no! I that went is. home for my birthday, first year at uni. I had, but I had to go back because I still had some stuff to do. Actually, second and third year, I just skipped the entire last week because. Mm. That you don't do anything the last week anyway. Yeah, no, shopping. Okay. And normally it's fine. The way I would used to do it before would be Winchester to Clapham Junction, Clapham Junction to Victoria, Victoria mm-hmm. to home. Other way, other way going. May Maystone to ho- to Victoria, tr- back to Clapham. Uh, I am at Clapham Junction for about two hours uh, because these because there had recently been some snow. As it had melted, it had caught onto a loose wire, set fire to part of the tracks, which then set fire to another part of the track. I then proceeded to get the train back to Waterloo, I think, because my thinking is, okay, I can get there and I know I can normally get a train from there to Winchester. Nothing. My, I ended up, what I ended up actually doing was I ended up going on the tube to Greenwich to the O2 and mum just came and picked me up and I had to go back the next day. That's amazing. My dad sent my dad sent me a picture of Waterloo about twenty minutes after I'd been there and it was I mean it was packed to the point where now it where currently it would be considered a massive health hazard. Um, That's incredible. Turns out It seems like something that they could easily avoid like oh the the train tracks are set on fire because of snow it turns it seems like out something that's so easily like fixed <laughs> it but it turned out actually oh, that was the only flammable. choice i had anyway because yeah. all the trains had stopped at basingstoke so i wouldn't yeah. have been able to get back to winchester anyway actually we also later found out that a friend of ours was trying to get was trying to get on the same train and actually i could have ended up just kind of 
going and waiting with her. Um, and I'm sure that, that they would have helped. But, but there was also a time... This was back in the Sitsi days. I miss doing Sitsi. I don't, I don't mm. miss the event, but I miss hanging out with everyone. It was, it's yeah, always great. I but I got off the wrong train. <laughs> I was just, oh, I my brain really went weird. And because we'd taken, I think for timing reasons, we'd gone, a, we'd taken a slightly different route between where we were staying and where, and, and the XL. And they had completely sort of short wired my brain. So I ended up just stepping off a train that, because I think. <laughs> I think the reason I did it is because my brain, because normally that's where we got on the DLR. So my brain oh. was saying, this is a place where you do thing. So, and if, so if I'm on train and I'm at this place where you do thing, it must, I must need to get off. Right. <laughs> and I kind of step off, turn around, realize that no one's followed me off the train <laughs> as the doors close and they just go. Oh, no. I have to wait for the next oh, one to show up. No. I think I remember you telling me that when it like, um, I probably um, have. It's a fantastic yeah, story. See, at least I had time. I had the time to get back on the yeah. train when I realized it was, the, that was the train. I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, for some I... reason trains are just so traumatic. I don't know what it is. And I think because me. it was, yeah. Yeah. and also I think because it was wasn't a normal train. It was the DLR, which is the weirdest and possibly this is the this is the most boring thing I have ever said. It's one of probably my favourite type of train in London. <laughs> I've been on a lot of public transport. I have I have opinions on public transport, but yeah, no, I do too. It's all... But the DLR is great. DLR is really chill because it's like a tube, but the tube is stressful. The DLR is all overground, yes. so it's just nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. I don't know if I've ever been on that. I've been on the tube definitely, but I don't know if I've been on. Yeah. I haven't been on the tube on my own, and that was part of the reason why I had a bit like of a panic yesterday. It was yeah, I mean, no, I've never been, I don't think it's I've ever just... been on the tube. But then, I... I, cause yesterday, I, it was raining quite heavy in ah, Maidstone is... when I set off. Never fun. So I walked to Maidstone East, pouring rain, started to make my way onto the train. Then, obviously, all the thing in XL happened. And then I got to around Woking, because ah. at, at the XL, uh, XL, you know, now you said XL, I've got it in my brain. Uh, Vauxhall. Ah, I see, I see where you made it. Yeah. When I got there, all, all I saw on the I, lo I looked on the sign and I just saw the word Guildford and Platform Eight, and I was like, okay, I recognise that. It's kind of yeah. close to where I need to be, so let's just go there. Even and if I, even if it's not quite the right place, you'll be able to get where you need to be if you can exactly, get there. Yeah. And I, I get on. Oh no, no I, I get to the waiting uh, area in Woking because I I got off Woking instead of Guildford because there's more of a straight yeah. line to where I need to be, and. Uh, the train that I that I need to get on comes. So I pick all my bags, unplug my phone charger from the waiting area, scramble everything, and as I like walk up to the door, the door shuts, and I press oh, the button loads of times, and it no. doesn't it doesn't uh, open. So I was like, "Fuck, are you kidding me?" Oh, uh, and then is... so I walk back to the train, the, the seating area, plug my phone in again. Was just like, "All right, I work for the next one," and then. Like three seconds later, someone taps really loud on the glass with like their umbrella. It gives me a bit of a fright, and they point at the door, and it, it's open again. So I was like, "Fuck!" Ah. Grabbed all my, <laughs> grabbed all my bags, rushed onto the thing, and sat down. And I was just like, "Okay, I'm on the right train. I'm going home." But I still like feel really overwhelmed and anxious oh, and everything. Of course, yeah. And there's a bunch of really drunk, loud people on the train, and it's just adding to all this noise. Oh, and <laughs> this is the worst part. Because it made me cry just because of how overwhelmed I was. But the the guy on the PA system, it was like he was like shouting down it, and it was really distorted. 
So he was just like yelling down this thing. This is the train for Fano. And I was just like, please, I just want to go home. Yeah, it was not fun. But... I, I've got, I potentially got a big, big train journey next year. Oh. Because my extended family, me and my extended family are going on holiday to France. And I don't really okay. want to go for the whole two weeks because... Should I should I not tell you my uh, my my train bad train story where we were taking a train to France? Oh, oh go on. <laughs> I just suddenly remembered. But yes, yeah, so I, I think it was my mum, dad, sister, and I. But the seats we had to we had to get my sister and dad were like further up the train. My mum and I were further down the train. I can't remember how it happened. I can't remember what. Yeah. But I remember my mum and I. We were sprinting down the uh, down the um. Ooh, you're crackling. With all our with our with our bags no, you're right. down the um down the train station to try and get, get to where uh, the carriage that had our seats in because and get on the right train and stuff my dad and sister just happily sitting further up the train because they mm-hmm. got on the right i can't remember what we did wrong but somehow we were just sprinting oh, down I think some... and eventually we got in we got in there mm. and like we sat down and my we were like my mum was like shaking because she was like i'm oh, oh. on the right train i'm on the right train and i was like yeah, yes, I know that yes way, yeah. we're on the right train now I think because uh, some good, trains they do have, they have like the front four carriages go to some place and then the back yeah. four carriages go to another place so that might be go the whole way. What that thing is, yeah. But yeah, I, I think ne- next year it's just we, the we, fact we, that we I have to run like oh, crazy. Yeah. What I do need to do is I, I I am going to do everything I can to really brush up on my French actually. Oh yeah, because I I unlock some oh, hidden I'm memories. Good. From I I just need French. to brush up on con- on ha- on the grammar side really more than yeah. anything else i think like because I, oh, I don't God, like I duolingo i tried to use duolingo to learn japanese and i think to brush up on french i don't like the way duolingo works duolingo is excellent phrase book and if you just want to be able to memorize uh, yeah. some phrases to make do while you're somewhere i can see it being but i i I mean probably partially it's just because i am interested in languages i'm literally reading a book on linguistics at the moment i want to be able to understand and construct that yeah confidently myself which i used to be able to in french i just it's it's just i can it's just i can speak and read a bit of french since i finished gcse i can speak and read enough french to enough french to do a it takes me like the first half of the holiday to warm up my speaking and reading Mm -hmm. and then and then eventually i'm like i'm get back to how i used to be my mum's a lot better she's actually like been learning solidly learning french for the past at least few years more i'm still pretty good at doing like cds well i suppose the thing with reading is that french is similar to english in that there is quite Mm. a lot of redundancy yeah, so actually, really... most mm. of the time you can get the gist of what something, even if you can't quite read all the words and couldn't quite translate it and speak a translation, yeah. it's got, you can normally work out the gist of what's going on because mm. of sort of redundancy within it. Um, this a is, lot of it for me, I'm sorry. It's part of the problem with learning Japanese is Japanese does not have a lot of redundancy. It's a yeah. hugely context-based. It's very tricky language. I think a lot of it for me tricky. is um, a lot of it for me is like just pure shape recognition. I can just like see the kind of form of a word. Yeah, that's like, also oh, yeah, very I remember true. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that when I was doing GCSE French. That means this. That's why my mum likes it with, when we go with... to Florence oh, that's a, that's on, very, on very rare I occasions because I can study into that because that's really cool. Yeah, because I can see I can we totally see what you mean. There really... are words that you can just kind of 
know what remember. they look like. I totally yeah. get what you mean. The only thing I have to the only thing I have to read when I go to France is is most of the time is just the menu. So therefore, I usually <laughs> yeah. we usually my family I we usually end up recognizing certain. We're all sitting there reading around the menu. Sometimes we have to look up something on Translate. Yeah. And then, oh, well, some, like... and then one of us will say, oh, by the way, so-and-so means prawn. And we'll be like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> well, it's nice that you've got those <laughs> Most um, of them, like, we, yeah. Google Lens now, I think, where yeah. you can like point your phone at a sign and it'll just translate it for you real time. Hmm. No, I don't need to like, use that. that sign. It's, it's, it's but, amazing, yeah. But yeah, we, it, we're getting a bit more used to it. It takes us a while to remember. And then eventually we're like, oh, yeah, I remember now. I never <laughs> order something that says this because that means it's got muscles in it. Or something. Oh, no, I like or, The more the merrier. Not too keen on most fish, but yeah, that's how that's how it usually goes. We're all sitting there around the table. <laughs> I remember this time we were in this restaurant in France, and we were all sitting outside around this table. My mum, dad, sister, and I. We all had the menus open, the fr- French menus, and we were like reading it. Had our f- every every now and then you get your phone out and translate a word to see what was inside something because you didn't recognise the word. And you're like, oh, buff. Well, that means this one's beef and etc. Yeah. etc. And then um, and then I've um. I leaned back on my chair, and they had this A board out the front next to us, literally right behind our table, right behind me. I leaned back and I looked at this A board, and <laughs> there on this A board was the whole menu in English. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, there's an English menu right here, by the way." That is the thing about <laughs> that's very oh. good. That's very that's good. the thing in that like France so and the Netherlands and every and places like that. A lot in a lot of Europe, it's just everyone mm. also speaks English, and it's yeah. easy. The thing for is, us, we usually but... try to go to the even even to be honest even we even though we go to like the south of france and we aim for less touristy places yeah. the majority of the time the servers all speak at least enough english a little it's bit of english they... and also some places have an english menu ultimately it's because everywhere else this is something i've learned i learned sort of at uni is that everywhere else teaches english way a bit better than we teach any other language <laughs> like uh winchester yeah, for example because Win- winchester has a really quite a lot of especially norwegian students and their English is all flawless because they've yeah. been taught it since they started school. Exactly, yeah. And and have done it yeah, my all the way through since they were like friend, six. Um, like, yeah. So they're basically fluent. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there should I, be I a, like, a global universal language that everyone learns from primary um, school I'm right pretty, through I'm to like sure GCSEs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah, the, but that that's kind of the problem. Is it that, Esperanto or something like that? I well, can't remember. well, hey, well, they've tried like they've tried it in creating new languages, and that often doesn't work because you've got to teach everyone the new language. Yeah, and then and you've got like, the no, other side of just why like can't we speak English, the British Empire, which why can't was we um, speak American, <laughs> which was which wasn't good. Because yeah. I think I think that's the thing is actually I can see from the from that point of view, but at the same time language has so much history and culture involved that you wouldn't want to get rid of those other languages because they're, they're so important you know it's the, funny you should say that because i actually did a blog post a little while ago all about the importance of and like language and stuff i can't remember what it was called but it was all about language and culture and how language conveys culture and stuff yeah the best the best the best way that i heard because tom scott made a similar video recently and he pointed out like when you try to argue, you know, well, should we just not not just have one language that everyone learns and kind of have and hypothetically sort of just not even force but let the other languages kind of disappear? The question Tom broached there is, well, how would you feel if English was one of those languages that died? And like, yeah, yeah, that would. I mean, I, I, I think there are other languages actually. English is a trend. my argument would be. <laughs> 
a language that great language, everyone learns at primary school, but the main purpose of it is if you go somewhere else and you don't know the language of where you're going, so this one common language that everyone else knows. That's mm. my argument. You don't get yeah. rid of the other languages. They're still there. No, I know. But if you uh, go to uh, a country or you end up in a country or something, you're well, guaranteed just... to be able to speak at least but... a bit of this... I guess it's probably just English. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. totally see the idea, but like, like Ted says, it's been trying. They just never, they never quite catch on. I've been learning um, BSL recently. So I really, really need to learn BSL. I, I can do the, I can do the alphabet. I can't do anything else yet. I can is do a couple. It, of, I can BSL do a couple the, al- the alphabet just with those three letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every single word is made up of just B, S, and L. It's very. I actually don't know what BSL is. British, like sign oh, British sign language. Oh, right. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. Um, yeah, I've been learning that, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I've I really learned a to. decent amount. I'm because tr- I'm trying to focus on stuff more related to the job. If we get customers walking, because we sense. did have yeah, a lot of customers great, yeah. came in that were hard of hearing. It's an, yeah. it's an interesting it's, thing, it's actually. Fairly... You know, I mean, I maintain that we. I maintain that, and I know it would take some effort to make it work but i actually maintain that bsl should be national curriculum kids are taught that i was gonna i was literally about to from, say that yeah uh, yeah and so whatever important. country you live in whatever country you live in the national the sign language for that, yeah. that country should be taught at primary school so yeah. you because yeah because there are lots of deaf people mute people and people yeah. hard of hearing that yeah. learn it and, and then and they have to stand there and try and read your mouth, what you're saying, and right. try and yeah. read your lips, and which, which is at the moment face it, very yeah, difficult. But that's what I'm saying right now. Really tough. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, so a, I feel like real, everyone real, probably real should. Everyone should know at least the basics. To yeah. be honest. No, I 100 percent agree. Should be something taught at primary school. But there are so many. There's pretty much every country because I've uh, ha- almost every country has their own version of it. There's like American yeah. sign language and Swedish sign language and etc. But uh, there's also there's meant to be this one called pigeon sign language, but that's yeah, meant to be universal. Nice. But I don't think that really ever turned took off. Mm. And the only other when are they, they, they going to make uh, when are they going to make uh, sign language for blind people? <laughs> Braille, sure Taylor. Braille. Yeah, no, there was a joke. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it's actually it's interesting. I watched um, I the, I also I don't know, but I have. Had had experience seeing a bit some bits of uh, JSL Japanese sign language because oh. of a film called Silent Voice, which is my favourite film of all time. And it's well, I mean, Japanese the... sign language seems like it would. Sorry to interrupt. It seems like it would be really efficient and amazing because it's like all syllable based, isn't it? Or like sound. It would based. be. It would be more. It would. It would so be more efficient with with the. You would have a, with, with you would have a sign for thing, each yeah. um, symbol. Or yeah, sound yeah. Or you obviously wouldn't. Drink. There'd be no. I don't know if there's any differentiation like there is in the writing, because in the writing, Japanese has like three different writing systems. Yeah, that's true. Um, because you've got. Uh, what I mean, like you'd have, uh, like say the word stop prob- or something. You'd be ya yeah. ro, the three yeah. syllables. You'd have one for ya, one for ma, and one for ro. I mean, and actually, even and and like those ones though, and even stuff like that. Actually, there would still be. I think like there is in in in, in you know British language the most common ones will have symbols anyway and yeah and actually the ones that you do have to spell out it's yeah a lot it would be a lot more efficient because of the way the syllables work yeah. oh, i was gonna say with um yeah with british sign language if, if you ever don't know a sign you just you just spell it out in the yeah, alphabet that's true. as well yeah you know, that's the first thing you learn so that's the only thing i know how to do seems to have forgotten no, I yeah I, I, I know like ago, but i can't remember yeah uh, that's B, I think. it's funny because uh, yeah, yeah yeah B, a B, C, 
This doesn't work. This is. No. <laughs> this, this is a visual I had another amazing idea for an April Fool's podcast. <laughs> sign language. Where we just do it. Just sign language. But actually, we're all signing. <laughs> this is the problem with doing this over video chat, really, yeah, isn't exactly. it? That it does yeah. kind of feel. That was great. That, that was really. That was really funny. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So uh, that was just me. Just, at least I was at least saying it. So at least I was just reading the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. A. This is this is A. This is B. <laughs> this is C. I think this, this is, is e- this is even funnier because Sam's camera isn't on. So yeah. I think we can't even, can't even I'm see. Just, I'm not actually doing the signs. I'm just saying that you Amazing. don't even know. <laughs> this is. But yeah. That was that was a that was a thing that we're, we're never gonna figure. It, we're never gonna remember that uh, no. people aren't gonna see this. They're just gonna hear it. Yeah. Another thing I've been doing is I started watching this Amazon Prime series called Panic recently. Ooh, oh, okay. I, I haven't heard of that one. What's it about? Did you, uh, do, you know, do you guys know or have you seen or know the plot of the film that came out a few years ago? Nerve. Like an app uh, where people oh, get, no, like know. it comes through as yes. like a dare and people have yeah, to do yeah, what it says yeah. in the oh, end and then yes, they get more money. Uh, they, oh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Dave Franco. Franco, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Well, this Panic series is... The very the exact same theme. There's this group of kids part of this uh, town in tiny little town in Texas, and be part of the the game Panic, and each you get they get given um challenges by some like secret secret uh people that are in charge of the game, and they have to complete the challenges. And if they fail or then they're out of the game, and whoever's the last person left wins the big grand money prize, and can then that... get out of the get out of the town and go spend their life some apparently because the town's boring or something but yeah it's well, very that, it's that's... very similar when i saw the trailer I, and loads of people commented on the trailer as well on saying pretty sure this is just nerve yeah the oh, film yeah. Nerve. I, mean, I think i think that's... what they've done is it's created a new genre of film yeah it's like a, the dra- dramatic um, um challengey dare type yeah. film well, yeah well because i've been so i've got a little we've got a little group together of the um the, the discord server and stuff for former members of the anime society in Winchester, and we've been watching mm. a J drama, a live action J drama on Netflix called Alice in Borderland, which is very similar. And I'm really I glad saw it that, that. Yeah, I yeah. did watch it, but yeah, I'm in a really awkward position because everyone's really enjoying it, and I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's just so i don't think there's anything i think i think there are a few things that i actually are critical points that i would say i, I w- could probably argue that this is something that is not successful about so mostly i think it's just not my thing but it's really yeah. tough because we're watching these episodes everyone's getting really excited about it. i'm just sitting there like <laughs> i am only here because it's nice to, to catch up with everyone. I actively dislike this show, and it's well, really... that, is that dubbed? I think there is a dub. We're not watching it dubbed, but I think there is a dub. That's there. why I think that's why I didn't watch it in the end because I'm. I tried to. I'm, I'm, I tried to watch a, a dubbed film a, a few uh, couple months ago or something. But I just, I just didn't like it. Just I don't know. It's I harder with yeah, live action. It's, it's too obvious in about... live action. There's something yeah. about um, the, the the English language that doesn't allow emotion to be expressed as well as Japanese does. Well, I... Because you 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 like say One Punch Man, for example, you get Saitama, and he and like the American one, he's just like, or, or not even Saitama, just someone from One Punch Man. You, you, you listen to the like English dub, but yeah, the, you you listen to them, the voice actors, and it's they all just kind of sing 
lines as they as you would in English, but then well, in the I, Japanese, it's Bakura. I, I think. I mean, I think partially there's you also know? you know there's a sense that actually sometimes that is more just a case of direction that's taken a different work. Because there's actually just as yeah. many. While I can definitely think of dubs like that, I can think of just as many where in the English there are characters that have so much more personality. Personality, like I know, probably the best dub I've come across uh, outside the ones that are really famously excellent, like Cowboy Bebop, which is great. But is um Gundam Iron Blooded Orphan the English dub for that? Just quadruples the amount of personality that the protagonist especially oh, wow. has. It, he's got he's so much more interesting. Mm. He, no, he's not. He's not more interesting a character. He's he's still very much the same character. But there's just a little bit more emotion in the performance, or those emotions come across stronger in the English. So I think That's I think really, it's just a case of direction. Yeah, I think I, I just I've couldn't got, get I've over like the whole the fact that the what they're saying doesn't line up with their with the way <laughs> their, the way their mouth it's, is moving. It it's, just really it's puts tricky. Me off in, the it's, thing. it's a lot hot. It's easier. It's not as bad in anime when you're watching yeah, something animated where the the lip yeah, flaps yeah, exactly, don't. Yeah really I mean, the lips perfectly map anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they lip flaps are only map cleanly to the Japanese either, so it's as long yeah. as you've got a good... Yeah, yeah. As long as you've got I think I, a I good... I think I have watched a dubbed anime once a long time ago, but but yeah. I, I watch dubs when also it's available. I'm perfectly well. happy. I, I think for me, I just find... And I've heard of... You get, you get these... Arg- you get these conversations being in anime communities of dubs versus subs, and it can get quite heated at times. Yeah, well, um, I mean, it's also like yeah. watching a like the live drama, or like when loads of people were like, "I can't wait for the dub of Parasite to come out." Mm. And it's just like, no, just it's it's a it's a piece of media that comes from that yeah uh, that country and that Parasite country. But also, there's you don't have to wait for it. Eng- was it Parasite in English? I, I, did, I watched it at the cinema. Parasite. I thought it was in English, or did it have subtitles? No, it was. Yeah, it, was, it had subtitles. Yeah, so. It was all in Korean. I, I don't even but remember. I, think... I watched the entire thing and really enjoyed it, but I can't. I, I completely forgot it was even subtitles. <laughs> and you often do because actually, what I find I watching subbed anime is often you kind of. Um, I, I don't know. For me, I almost do it myself. Yeah. Like when I think back, even yeah. watching something like I watch a lot of Tokusatsu stuff, and when I think back to scenes and stuff, it is all kind of in English. But kind of mapped to the voices. It's it's really interesting. I know. I think, you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there is a there are there are reasons there are obviously for and against. Like I find there is an the dubs versus subs debate. You get a lot of people that miss that there are some real accessibility factors involved. Mm. I do not yeah, always true. find it easy to concentrate. And it can be much easier to do to focus on what's actually going on when I'm not having to pass three things at once. Because if I'm trying to pass what's going on on the screen and the emotion from from the voices, but in words I don't, to read the text. I largely don't, and then reading it, it can be tricky. Yeah, I know. And what you it's mean, yeah. a lot less effort to watch a dub. There's that. Like I'll yeah, watch a somewhere that. where I have to, and I'm happy yeah. to, but. Mm. There's um this film on Netflix called Wandering Earth and I watched the trailer and I think it was um I think that was subbed and I was like I and I was like no I'm not going to watch it because I always, I always find when it's subbed it's harder to and what's going I mean Parasite was more was like a more of a drama and stuff so there wasn't a ton of like action and stuff going yeah. on so and there and wasn't yeah, even like a ton of especially huge, with more action heavy stuff either. actually I think especially with more action yeah, heavy and, stuff it can sometimes and stuff that's got more acting than it has um more acting than it has speech as well. It's easier to watch a film with less speech in it. 
that's yeah. subbed because most of the time you're watching the film rather than reading the subtitles. Like, it's something that's really heavy on dialogue and, and also action sequences and things. I would I would struggle to watch that subbed. Yeah. I think. I think well, like sometimes you do. Work. Sometimes you do. To be fair though, like I get it. I feel like the problem is the people that are really anti-dubs in the anime community, they just haven't watched any good ones because there are some really well, awful yeah, ones around. I that was, that's was... My, that was my case. That's why I preferred yeah. them for a long time. And that's, because... and that's totally Maybe I need to watch another dub. I, I was I didn't have anything against the the dub or anything like that. The only problem was I was watching I, uh, I can't remember what the film was called, but it was a oh it was called Freaks One of Us I think and it was on Netflix and it was a superhero-y type film and I was right. watching it and I realised it was dubbed and I thought no I'll try I'll try and stick with it but then it got like um I don't know how far I got in it about half an hour or so into it and yeah. I was like it just I just I was enjoying the film and the dubbing was you know fine it had the dubbing had enough um, emotion and stuff with it and the emotions lined up to what the actor was saying and doing and everything but I just couldn't get over the fact that I saw this person's lips moving and it looked like they were saying something completely and it was just it's too a, obvious a, that someone very, else was it's talking. It's a very different situation with live action I don't yeah. think I could watch as live action. It's, it's just too so. obvious that someone else is someone else yeah. is talking. That's what that's this, the thing that there got can me. be good quality voice acting in there, but it doesn't oh, yeah. ever quite gel. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like well, I'm trying to think. The worst, the worst dub I ever came across actually was for a romantic comedy anime called Real Girl, where the, the, the I don't, I don't know honestly how they let it be released. If I, I would oh. recommend at when we're done here, just seeing if you can find any clips of the real girl dub because it is it, I, I i was i listened to it in the sub anyway because yeah i quite quickly i tried to listen to the dub within the first scene realized none of this sounds right i'm just gonna watch it in japanese yeah. and like and it is just the dub because actually it's a really good show i really enjoyed it but i i don't i don't know who made those choices and decided they were good yeah. choices and this isn't even like your four kids stuff, you know. That's that's whatever. That's 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 fine. Like, mm. but... yeah, I think it's the case of just like if you have any film, like the actors in it make or break it. If they're shit actors, yeah. it's gonna be a whether bad film. whether it's voices, whether, whether it's, good it's writing or not acting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't know when when you said real girl, like, in my mind, uh, new girl. Uh, no, no, not the, not the same thing. That's what, like I was, that. that's what instantly came into my mind as well. The female protagonist of Real Girls played by uh, Zuri Deschanel. That it, that it is, that is true. It took me yeah, the first I mean, few I, episodes of watching I, that before I suddenly realised, this is the girl that's in Elf. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've watched... I've, I've never watched... seen her literally... Oh. I don't think she, she notably must Elf, be in like, yeah. pretty much nothing else. I, I, I've never seen her anywhere else but in well, Elf, and then suddenly she pops up in this series, and I'm watching it, I'm like... Hang on, <laughs> that's so bizarre. That's Actually, like I've never the thing seen that her in anything like else. I don't think least popular. I have actually <laughs> yeah. reached a milestone I've just discovered else. recently, which is I've got my my anime list, which is the hmm. yeah anime kind of categorization reviewy rating, and I've just hit two hundred completed works. Congratulations! Wow. Yeah, because like, it's the end of the season and everything's one finishing. Anime. I think I've watched literally yeah, one I've, anime and that's it. I've finished... I mean, I there's, prob I've pro there's probably a couple I've missed. I don't think there's much I've missed. I'm trying to think if there's anything... Yeah, because I, 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 I went through it a few months back and kind of got it all updated. I think I've got everything on there. I'm trying to think if there's any milestones I've hit recently. Um, 
I also, I also, I'm close to, uh, I'm close to, uh, one point seven thousand consecutive daily logs. Oh, I'm so, I'm very oh. impressed with you. Yeah, yeah. With that. that's never not impressive. I, I, what? my plan is, I want to try and get like some sort of, uh, like uh, a um briefcasey type thing mm. that I can put all my books in. Preferably one that's fireproof, because I thought it would be <laughs> really bad if something bad would... I mean, obviously, it would be bad if a fire was to break out in my room anyway, but also it would be really yeah, bad if they were all to burn. Just don't put the near a fire. I think that's your main kind of way of making it fireproof. Well, I thought you can. I thought if I can get some sort of little spontaneously box, combust, like metal box... Fine. As long as you don't put it near a fire, it won't set on fire. You oh, probably no, find some good... Briefcases in like antique or vintage. I reckon shops I just need like some like metal shops. tin box that locks and look I can that's big enough for me to put a decent amount of notepads in. Because I yeah. must have how many notepads I have now. It must be almost ten notepads filled with wow. logs going back like this. This November will be the fifth fifth year of consecutive logging. So I will be able to tell you anything that I did on this exact day. Two, three, or four years ago. We should, we should, we should play around with that sometime, dude. I wanna, I wanna. They're not you very do a website. But... You should do a website like what was Sam doing on my birthday? So like when you've been Day, doing I want your to pay someone for... just to type. It'd well, be good if I'm really cool. probably cost a lot of money, yeah, but you, pay you... pay someone to just type it all up for me. Yeah, I tell so you what, that's exactly the job I'm qualified in... to do as well. Yeah, someone will be born in 2020. And then they'll like go on your website and search. Oh, uh, I was yeah. born on April fourteenth, twenty twenty. And then they'll, oh, that would they'll go on the website. www.whatwassamdoing.com. Yeah. Well, I'll, what I'll probably do. Try I'll to probably think how long that would take. all the pages because sometimes there are little visual gags on there as well. Like um, I'll be writing yeah. down the page and I will have like um, on the left hand side of the page five consecutive name. I just managed to yeah. line them all up. And or something, something there'll be like sometimes I do little visual gags and things like that. Or sometimes about... I like to shake it up a bit as well. Instead of just writing, I woke up, I did this, I did this, I did this, I went, did this, and I went to bed. Sometimes I shake it up and I do it from like a third person perspective, oh, or cool. I do it the day in reverse as well. Sometimes, <laughs> to, uh, the other day I did to, one that was like a second to be, um... person perspective. Well, <laughs> yeah. did one that was, um, I've done a couple that have been like, like a news report. Like today the weather will start because I normally open up with the weather, how the weather's been, and then I. But so the other day I turned it into like a news report, and I was like, <laughs> over to the to the headlines for today. Sam did this, Sam then did that, and just to shake it up. And then sometimes I jump around the day as well. So I start at the beginning, then I go to the end, then I go to what I did after the morning, then I go to what I did before the evening, and yeah, just to make it a bit more interesting. But most of the time it's pr they're pretty mundane things yeah. just today well, you know, was a good day it was very productive the weather was like this i woke up at this time i did this i did that i had lunch i did this i did that mm. yeah well you know on wikipedia there's this uh on this day like little box so it'll, if if you type or if you go on the wikipedia page oh. i think somewhere halfway down the somewhere yeah on this day so like june 28th I could see in 1776, the American Revolutionary War, the province of South Carolina militia repelled the British attack on Charleston. Mm. You could just on your, oh, on your blog have a little box just saying on this day. You would need to find the time or pay someone to, I think, to transcribe all of it. I think it would be a tape. Yeah, that would be probably do it best. Just pay, pay someone to type up like five years worth of consecutive logs. Yeah. Or scan like, them in. I mean, like, I could... I'm just trying to pick... I'm trying to... They should have told us about 
how to how to charge how to charge like no how to charge people for write, for freelance writing work. Oh, try to work out how that. much I try to work out how much I would charge to do that work. Mm. <laughs> sometimes when I'm writing, sometimes when I have um when I finish writing a story as well, I'm, I'm then I realise that I now have to type it all up, and I'm like, oh, that's why that takes like... takes like double it takes the same amount of time it took to actually write the story to type yeah. it up. That's I think once I you've transferred straight from a computer exactly that's what i was gonna say i think once you've transferred your log to a from paper a paper system to a digital system you just carry on doing it on there make it a yeah there, there is that because i do have to every time i go on holiday i'll go camping or something i have to remember to bring my logbook with me but then mm. i just take it, it just i just have it classed under the same things like my phone wallet keys yeah. logbook toothbrush it's just the one of the essential. normal essential yeah. items i'm i'm really excited i'm actually going back down to winchester for a couple of days because i said because oh, i think i said probably the last time we recorded that they're actually giving us a graduation finally yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna go down the day before and i'm really yeah. excited about it it's gonna be really nice i've booked a hotel it's gonna be great gonna be nothing bad nice it's just well. a travel lodge but it's gonna be nice it's gonna be nice yeah. to spend some time at some point i need to start organizing uh... events for our our friends group for next year yeah, i want to do like a really big blowout summer party Same. two mm. of them preferably yeah two day and um, what i should do is i should yeah. give you the dates for my holiday so it doesn't get yeah because at some point i'll make a group and i'll ask everyone to start sending in when they're free and when they're not yeah. free. i'll do the same do a big blowout christmas meal as well big yeah, fancy or maybe if i can find i don't know because sometimes you can get like christmas parties where it's a big meal but there's also a dance floor and there's like Ooh. Some things. Um, I can't remember what the no, one Adam was. Just, my, um... So negatively to the idea of a dance. <laughs> oh, but you don't yeah, have no to. Idea. You can just sit at the. You can just sit at the table and eat like the free course I'm, meal that they do I'm, or whatever. Yeah. It's like that story I'm... where you went to the sauce bar and made something. You just sat on your laptop. With oh, your can I tell you the story of when <laughs> I my didn't know that's not friends in Dover took? Oh, it's not. I. Someone told me that. I was writing in a note. I had a notebook with oh, me. Okay. And then no, I don't so know if I went out with the laptop. Actually, that's a good point. I don't think I've you... to... I, I, you may be getting things caught up by that time. I ate a McDonald's in KFC, which yes. is a similar, <laughs> a similar, similar energy to that story. Yeah. I am um, a few weeks ago. Some friends of my Dover friends took me took me out for a night out. And first, we went to the local Weatherspoons. And um, like this <laughs> why, whole back area, why would you go Weatherspoons to the just filled with people. You... That... You work somewhere significantly where, nicer than a Weatherspoon. <laughs> yeah. I but, speak um, so from first experience. We went, we, went, we went there, and um, the this whole back area where there was, like, tables was pretty much full, full up with people that the, the two guys I went out with know because they're both from Dover. Although one at Tom, he knew pretty much everyone that was there. Sam knew a couple. Of the other Sam, not me. Different Sam that I've been at. I have a friend called Sam, a friend called Tom. Just we went out to Weatherspoons. About yourself in third we sat, we sat on our own table because there wasn't much space there. But, uh, oh my gosh, the floor was like covered in like straw wrappers. And there was like cups all over the table. The table was just, like, had, um, not us, when we sat down, it was like all sticky. And we were there for a couple drinks. And then uh, us and a couple other people, we went to this other place that's nearby. That's like a cocktail bar type place, right? And I've been in there before a while ago, after the first lockdown. And um, but we went in there. Number one, it was super hot in there. Two, yeah. the music was so loud that I yeah, could I barely even talk to the person sitting next to me. I, oh. I just got in there before we could order our drinks. I just said to him, 
staying, the music's too loud, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't hear that, so I had to nudge him, and I had to nudge him and say, I'm going, it's yeah. too loud. And then I had to, and he was well, like, okay, know. see you tomorrow. Oh. You should have done what I did at Source. Just have, you know, just, just, just briefly say to someone, I'm just need some fresh air. And then five minutes later, just text yeah. them saying, oh, by the way, I've gone home. Uh, yeah, the clubs for me are so weird because it's overwhelmingly loud, overwhelmingly dark and hot, and there's people just crammed into like one small area, all bumping into yeah. each other. Like this isn't fun. I'm almost a little bit disappointed I I that the pandemic has to... just killed the nightclub industry. I don't think uh, it would be much of it. Somehow it has no. Well, it has going to somehow come back. For some reason people like it so much. But the thing is, I don't. I quite like um, going to a place where they uh, where they have a dance floor and we can go and dance and stuff. But as long as the music is not too loud, yeah, go back to your table. Like have to be. It can be a bit louder on. Yeah, it can be a bit louder on the dance floor because you're not going to talk to someone. But then, as long as you go back to the table and then it's quiet, like where I yeah. used to go, um, my uh, nan and granddad, the club that they're part of, they just call it the club. They do um, a social dance a few times a year. They do like a summer one and a Christmas one, I think. And um, every time we used to go there, there would be they had all the tables around the edges, and they had and then you went down the steps, and they had this dance floor that had a little stage where sometimes they had a singer, and they also had a little buffet tucked in the corner as well. So you'd go to the buffet when it's open, fill up your plate, come back, sit down, and then Great, you'd yeah. get a couple of drinks from the bar because they had a big long bar that goes along the back as well, and then you go and dance on the dance floor. I mean, it was mainly OAPs there because that's it was an OAP club, so it's probably well, very, very different OAP to any clubs in Dover. <laughs> it was actually it was actually quite fun. It was, my, yeah. it was just my family and I and all the other people that are part of the OAP club, and then go do a bit of dancing and stuff, and then <laughs> back have a drink, have some buffet. It's occurred to me how, how weird, and I think and I think I assume you'll get this as well because Taylor. But I find it really weird how I would never go within 10 feet of another nightclub with where it's dark, loud music, yeah. people dancing, a lot of them flashing a bit drunk, lights flashing yeah. lights. But I'll happily go to a gig with all of the same things. <laughs> and apparently that's somehow different. Uh, I think maybe a part of it is the mu- like if there's music you enjoy, it's sort of That's like, also true. That's also true. You're there for your enjoyment, is- so you'll enjoy it more. Hmm. If it's just the like discos... a club music, where it's like, <laughs> it's just like yeah. that. no, that's a, that's, that's a fair point. There is a fair difference between there's a fair difference between nightclub music and well, to be f- both of the gigs I've got coming up in the next year, because me and my dad are going to see uh, Marillion in October, November, one of those two, which will be great. I've seen them before and they're fantastic. But the one that I'm actually most excited is we're I don't know. You might have come across her. Uh, have you come across Suzanne Vega, Taylor? Uh, no. Uh, American singer-songwriter. Oh, on the older side. Slightly folky. One of the best songwriters, I think, on on the planet. But we're, we're seeing her in February. So if you're seeing her, February just gone. But uh, it's been rescheduled <laughs> to next year. And I am so excited about it. I really... Like, I'm excited for Meridian as well. But I've seen them twice now. Yeah. Right. I saw them. You know I saw them at Rambling Man Festival at, just in Maystone the first year uh, that it was there, and then me and Dad, uh, year before last, went to see them in Portsmouth. Like, so I've done that. They're always going to be incredible. I'm excited for it, but 
Suzanne Vega's one that I want, and also wasn't one that I was really expecting to get the chance to see. So I am, yeah, exactly. I'm so excited for that. It's going to so be I might, incredible. I might have Speaking... heard a couple of her songs because you might probably have. Faces the names most of the time. Yeah. So if I hear a song, I'll be like, oh yeah, this one. You might do. I think the the That's famous the one me, yeah. that she did was Tom's Diner, which has no music. It's just her singing. It's fantastic. That's great, yeah. But it's going to be great. But yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to gig. I miss. I'm I haven't been to that of music, many. You've but... reminded me of something. Oh no. Have I ever you seen the film Yesterday? Yes. Oh, was this the one where <laughs> the Beatles one? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Beatles one. Yeah, I really like it. I, really I only watched it for the first time a few days ago. My mum told me ages ago, oh, you should watch that, Sam. You'd like it because I'm a big fan of the Beatles. But I, I didn't watch it at the cinema or when it came out because I, I don't know how, but I got it in my head somehow that it was like just a sort of rom-com <laughs> film about some guy who liked the Beatles. That's right. what I thought it was <laughs> I mean, which would be, given so the like, people no, that made it, would go fine anyway. Like, it's... Yeah. I was like, no, I was like, no, nah, I'm not too, I'm not too interested. In that. I mean, I like the Beatles, but I don't want to watch like a music, a, a, almost musical thing that's just a bit like romance and drama and stuff. But then I, and then I thought, I read the description on Netflix. I was like, hold on, yeah, this sounds it, like no, a film. I re- I, it, it, this sounds completely different to what I thought it was. Like it, it's <laughs> and I, not, I watched it. I was like, oh, I just like really like this actually. Like an unprecedented masterpiece, but it's I re- I really oh, yeah. enjoyed it. It's really fun. It was. I think good. I've, I've it avoided was, it. Was it was I thought it was going to be really bad. No, it, it, heard, it's I've really heard nice. people say it is, but no. I mean, I think a lot of people... Ed Sheeran's watches. acting wasn't the best, to be honest. It, um, it wasn't the best. <laughs> but maybe that's just him. It was fine. I didn't He's expect Ed Sheeran to be in it, but he was in it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. you quite, kind of go into it expecting this is like a little cameo, and no, he's a significant like supporting role. Character, yeah. I, I like funny it, thing, I mean, it's, yeah, it's I realised his acting got better as the film went Danny on as well. Boyle, I imagine they shot the people, I imagine they shot the scenes in order because Ed Sheeran's acting got better as as the film went on. I noticed. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But it was actually, it was yeah. I'm glad I watched it because it was completely different to what it, I thought. It, it, it's a lot of fun. And I did enjoy it, it. it. It's a lot of fun, and I like. I liked. I I liked how they didn't go into like the reason why he, everyone suddenly forgot about the Beatles. It didn't turn into That's some true. like sci-fi film or something. Yeah, they didn't go like, into that at all. It, it's that would be th- the best if it did. If it did a like ten Cloverfield Lane thing, <laughs> yeah. where like right at the end I, it's like, thought, oh yeah, aliens. Ten Abbey Road. I was, I was like, is it gonna do? Is it gonna mention anything about that? But no. And oh. also the other thing I didn't realize when as as the film goes on, every now and then something pops up. You realize something else has also disappeared. Yeah, it's from not the just world. the Beatles. Like, it's just all. It's really interesting. <laughs> his mum. His mum says, "Oh, do you want a Pepsi?" He's like, "Oh, have you got any Coke?" And she's like, "What?" And then uh, it turns out for some reason. Coca Cola's disappeared as well, yeah, and really cigarettes as well has has, dis- has disappeared as well. He, he says to someone, "Have you got a cigarette?" He's like, "What's a cigarette?" <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, it, oh. it, it, it's it's fun. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a good film. The second yeah, one. and wasn't it um, a Wonderwall by Oasis disappeared as well? Because he looked up Wonderwall by Oasis, and that suddenly dis- somehow randomly disappeared as well. Yeah, but the Oasis, is, if that happened to me, and I was the only one that remembered a band. I'd, I feel like I would have some sort of like artists integrity to be like no this isn't my music this is someone else well, made this the well, point, I, mean, I guess the, the point of the film spoilers or yeah about to say the point of well, the basically, film basically kind of ends at up the end he being, decided that yeah yeah the, the and, and i think the point of the film kind of also ends up being that actually it's not about these four people were so it's about genius the and incredible it's about, about the, song, the yeah the way people connected oh, to the songs, to the, to the art they created, yeah. and actually that's what's important because, rather than the people. Yeah. 
Because in his defence, he wasn't planning in the film. You can tell he wasn't like planning to. No, it kind of happened by accident. He just wanted to show people these songs, and he. Trailer, I think he he played a song, like he was just like picked up a guitar and played it, and they were like, "Dude, did you write that? That's amazing." It's yesterday. He, and he keeps telling, no, it's the Beatles, and eventually he realizes no one remi- remembers it. Yeah. So then he, yeah, then he does kind of mistake. He does take it on to be himself, but then eventually he's like, actually, I don't want to take any money from this. These aren't my songs, but the world do need to hear them. So he just kind of says, the world can have all these all these songs yeah, for free. I, he... I get that actually. That yeah, it's not really about the people. It's trying to like tell people not to form these like parasocial relationships. Yeah, I, there is some there is something of that. Called. It's. It's, it's more about the effect of music that it's had. I yeah. mean, like, if, if, like that exactly kind of that kind of mindset of fans killed like, many musicians. Yeah. Because of like loads I of mean, pressure. Let's face it. One of those is arguably John Lennon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> where yeah, no, that's where yeah, an obsessed really fan literally killed him. Yeah, but I, I actually kind of like that message. I thought it was mm. just like a quirky film. Like, what if the Beatles disappeared one day? It was just like, okay. I but think no, there's it was, a natural nice message. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, it, nice if, message, if, if it was made story. by less experienced people, but, you know, Danny Boyle especially is not a lazy director. Yeah. You know, he, he is really good at what he does. And I don't think he would have taken on a project like that if it wasn't going to be more than that. I can't think of any other films I've watched recently, to be honest. I was, there was a few more films I wanted to watch, but then I um, but then I started this panic thing instead, so I've been watching yeah. that instead. I've watched I've a couple of anime recently. films recently. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, just bits of... Mostly just sequel films, actually. Um, I know I finally got around to watching the Violet Evergarden film on Netflix, which is exactly as much of a once-in-a-generation masterpiece that the rest of the show is. Then after I watched the main show, I watched the f- I watched the sequel film to an anime called Given, uh, which okay. it, it's a music romance, basically just about these two, these two just these two high school boys who, one of them kind of is walking around with a guitar that he doesn't know how to play and convinces this other one to teach him, and then he joins his band and they eventually fall in love, and it's. Really... Uh, oh, not the falling in love bit, but I was going to say, isn't that Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it. Probably. Oh, okay. This um, is where Jack Black goes to a guy that he sees yeah. playing a guitar on the street, and he's like, "You must teach me." But, then, yeah, but then you said, and then they fall in love in the end. Yeah, and then and then they fall in love, <laughs> and then, and it's a really, it's a really, it's actually one of the best romance series I've seen in a while. Cool. It's really good. Uh, you reminded me, I watched um, the film's not quite as good as the, ra- as the rest soul. of the show. But... Oh, so I haven't watched that, that yet. Is it good? Soul. The Pixar one. Yeah, I thought it was. It was I mean, obviously, it was a bit childish because it's a kids' film. But I thought it was. It was but it's some, you know, some it's of the Pixar. Scenes the yeah, it's and some of the Pete Doctor. I'm, I, I need to get around to it. I love. I love Pete Doctor's work. I thought it was. So. I mean, it won quite a few awards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the other thing I watched. I think does. it's as someone who makes net or does music as well. I think it would be a good film to watch. I I really I really want need to see. It's on Disney Plus. I I can watch it. I just haven't. Wish Dragon as well, which I think was a Netflix one. Yeah. Wish Dragon. Okay. We seem to be getting into the let's just list things we've watched part of the episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought last 10 minutes just, just flash out some <laughs> films that we've seen. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I haven't been that usual. I, the thing is, Wish not, Dragon is apparently the um, inspiration really for Aladdin. St- stuck with stuff like, like Invincible. I think we. Hmm. I'm sure it's very well made, but I've have the same reaction to Invincible as I have to something like The Boys or even 
Like, you know, or even anime. something like some of Zack Snyder's, or even stuff like Zack Snyder's it. superhero films and Watchmen. It's like, have we not? What, what Watchmen is old. Watch, Watchmen did it first. Watchmen can get away with it. I think are we? I, I've I talked I've talked about this before. I think when I was talking about Batman, which is I think there's only so many times we can do. Let's do the deconstructive superhero thing until we start thinking. Oh, yeah. Until someone <laughs> should probably start saying, if we're all so concerned about this, why don't we just try and do something different rather than yeah. just saying superhero bad over and over again? <laughs> can we? Can we? I'm sure it's good in a vacuum, make... but it's. Not, I just, I'm not. Someone making an, an original, just plain one, one-off superhero film where it's just a very classic, normal. The person gets powers. The person saves the day. The villain turns up. The person saves the day. Yeah, but the whole yeah, reason I mean, why we've been doing that for the last, that for the last long decade, time. To be fair, the whole reason no, exactly. yeah, we haven't the whole seen reason why the, the deconstructed hero thing is so big now is because that thing that you just mentioned was like played into the ground so much exactly so, yeah but now back. now that I, I haven't seen i haven't seen one of those films or tv series for a very long time now every, every single time superhero thing i know they've been done but i mean every superhero thing these days always has some sort of underlying message like oh heroes are bad or no i'm not a hero i'm just a normal person i, I, or, I, I would um, like i think i do think we need it's like every i think we actually so, just dude. need some new ideas really more than going back to the simple ones i think we just need to find new I, I angles to do it from. Give Invincible a chance. It's not like. Oh yeah, and I, I've, I've heard it's very good, it and, I'm, and I'm sure it is. It Amazon, it's, it's Amazon just... Prime, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm sure yeah. it's excellent. It just isn't. It's not something well, that, that um... appeals to me. I guess. I watched that Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. That was I quite enjoyed that Jupiter's Legacy because it was <laughs> the main reason I. The main reason I enjoyed it is because it was just a completely new set of heroes, nothing I'd ever seen before. It wasn't Marvel or DC or anything, and it was. Um, and also, I liked how they spread their backstory and how they got their powers out over the entire season, as well. Which I was interesting. saw the trailer on Netflix. It looks kind of fun. If I've got nothing else to watch, I mean, there I was some. One of them a go. Yeah, there were some bits that I found, and now I reflect back on it, they were a bit cliche. Like, um, again, it had the whole superheroes have a responsibility. Like, oh, I haven't heard I mean, that, that before. It had, we just, it had we just a whole one of them. We just need to find something new. We just need to find yeah. something new. Every time I watch a superhero thing at the moment, the, the message is always something you've heard before. Like, as I say, it's either the, like, oh, the DC, Marvel's, uh, Netflix stuff. Like, don't call me a hero, I'm not a hero. Like, the Netflix, Marvel stuff. Or it's like, um, oh, no, heroes are bad. Heroes cause more people to die or that's another mess reoccurring theme i think or the um the theme of oh superheroes have too much power that's another reoccurring theme you hear all the time and of course at, at risk of set, set, sounding like a broken record part of the problem is of course capitalism ultimately yeah. these things are getting made because they're still making money mm. there's not really much else to it to be honest i think the superhero genre works if but um but no, his, and obviously, his... but it's just impossible to find anything new. That's the thing. Well, I think, and I think this is, and I think this is where the superhero. This is, I think, what I've been realizing is actually what it, what it is, is that superhero stories work best when superhero is not taken as the genre. 
I think that the the superhero mm. stories that have been less good over the last years are the ones that just want to be the, that think superhero is a genre rather than a premise to fit within other genres. It's why the the stuff that Marvel have done that worked really well and has been really successful has it been stuff like you know Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a space opera, really sort of Star Wars style. You've had something yeah. like Thor Ragnarok, which is a pretty outright comedy, or something like the Winter Soldier and Falcon and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is very much a thriller like I yeah. think these these things that take superheroes as a as a character archetype and fit those within other genres that's yeah. what I think works better you know that's yeah. very Avengers much what they've been doing with Disney action, Plus you know yeah I reckon you could easily put Jason I reckon Statham I, um... in an Avengers film and he wouldn't and they probably like... will eventually yeah. <laughs> I reckon that um... oh Jason Statham so I reckon you could do a good Fantastic Four might work <laughs> that's not a bad idea is it not at all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, then no, I don't no, know how they're going to do yeah. the Flash because Captain America was uh, Chris Evans. Oh, Human Torch, sorry, not the Flash. Oh, yeah, Human Torch, yeah. They'll find someone. Uh, yeah. no, they need to, if, if Fantastic anyway, Four ever does meet up with Captain America, they have to make a joke about that. It's like yeah, but he like that. he's not Captain yeah. America anymore. <laughs> no, true. Yeah, Captain America is different. Probably living on the moon. Yeah. I maintain that I think I'm sure the living on the moon thing is it. I'm pretty sure the I, the reading between the lines in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm pretty sure he's just dead. Like maybe, I think yeah. I think he got old moon, and like, I think he probably just died. He moved on to a better place. Yeah. He's it's like, like, it's like when your dog. That's why that's when, sad when about say, it. Yeah, when you when your parents say your dogs ran away to a butterfly farm or something like that. I like, wasn't no, expecting yeah. this you know episode. To, to end on Captain America is dead but I do actually have to go out now so that's, that's apparently where this episode's ending. I'm gonna go it's get America vaccinated. We'll hopefully talk again soon. We might also have Good. some new stuff soon Um, you know we nice. really enjoyed playing Sam's game last time so we might hopefully bring that back soon but for now I have been Adam. You can find me at littlethingsandpassingclouds.wordpress.com I'm Sam. You can find me at Hi, Sam says. WordPress.com. And I'm Taylor, and you can find me. Uh, I don't have a joke for this one. Just end it. <laughs> this has been the Traumatized Pineapple Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.